Hey, you guys can go ahead and have a seat if you would like. You can stand through the whole thing if you want to. That's, you're welcome to that. Hey, my name is Jared. I am the pastor of innovation here at Crossroads. If you are joining us online, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it is good to be with all of you here in the room. And uh, probably when I said pastor of innovation, you thought, what in the world does that mean? And so I want to explain just a little bit about uh, what we are doing in the innovation space here at Crossroads. I like to live between uh, outreach and weekend services, okay? So uh, in the digital space in between there, what, what we want to do is really we recognize, and this isn't just because of COVID. I think COVID uh, propelled it on a little bit faster than we anticipated, but the digital space is a real space uh, that we want to engage with and we want to bring the gospel to. And so uh, it is uh, my privilege and an excitement to get to figure out new and innovative ways that we can reach people in digital spaces. And so uh, that includes our social media, uh, uh, and we are really working on building up our YouTube channel to be something that is uh, culturally relevant and that people are excited to go to. And really, my hope is always to get people curious. If we can get people curious about the church and about uh, Jesus, then I feel like I'm doing my job. And so uh, we're just trying to be creative and innovative in all of those different ways uh, to be able to do that. And if that sounds like something that you go, man... I really like that word innovation, and I want to be a part of that team. I want you to know that I want you to be a part of my team. So uh, if that sounds like something you would like to do, please email me, uh, jared.haley at crossroadsabc.com. You can talk to me in the lobby. You can call. You can show up. Just know that we have uh, spaces for you to, to help and help be creative in that space. And it's, I think it's probably the coolest department that we have at Crossroads. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, appreciate that, Brad. Uh, so we are wrapping up the series, I Can't Believe in a God Who. Okay, and so we started this off with uh, Pastor Matt. He talked about, I can't believe in a God uh, who allows suffering in the world, right? And then he also did, I can't believe in a God who doesn't answer my prayers. And then Pastor Chris came and he talked to us about, I can't believe in a God that I don't need. And then last week, Matt came back again and he talked uh, to us about, I can't believe in a God whose followers are hypocrites. And so if you actually want to know more about that, maybe you missed a week or you're like, hey, that's a question I've been wrestling with, or maybe you heard it or saw it and you want to go back, hey, go to our YouTube channel. You can go and you can subscribe and you can watch all of that content on demand. See, did you like that? That was a plug for the social. Yeah, go to YouTube. Yeah, it was a good plug. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I did good. Okay, good. Well, uh, before we get going into I can't believe in a God who says there's only one way to heaven, I am going to invite my wife to come out here. My wife, her name is Christiana. Come on out. And uh, we're going to play a fun little game together this morning. Uh, and actually, I, I wanted to help you guys. Her name uh, is Scottish, Gael Scottish Gaelic. Yeah. yeah. We've been married for... 12 years, Scottish Gaelic, uh, and uh, it's, it's Caristiona is how you say her name, okay? And so I want you to say Christy with me, ready? One, two, three, Christy. And then I want you to say, good job, I want you to say Fiona. Can you say Fiona? One, two, three, Fiona. Now there's a silent F, <laughs> and you get Christiona if you mush the two together, right? So Christiona, go ahead and give it a try. Christiona. Okay, now see, when you see her in the lobby, everyone's going to be like, I know how to say your name. It's easy. Piece of cake. So we're going to play a game. I'll be very game. excited. There's a fun lie. game 
on uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. They call it Box of Lies. And we're going to adapt that game just a little bit. Uh, and we're going to play a game that I'm calling Truth or Lie. Okay, and what's going to happen is Eli is off stage. He has an object that neither Christiana or I have seen. And he's going to bring it and he's going to set it on this table here. Only I'm not going to be able to see it. And Christiana is going to be able to. And you guys are all going to get to see it as well. Now what she gets to do is she gets to describe this thing to me, whatever it is. But the catch is she can either tell me the truth about what she's looking at or she can lie about it. And then I have to try and guess, is she telling me the truth or is she lying? That's right. Right? So yep. it's going to be great. Eli, if you want to go ahead and, and bring that first object out, I'm going to look this way uh, to make sure that I don't see the object. And so, Christiana, when it's in place, you just let me know when I'm allowed to turn around. Wow. Um, can I turn around? Is it good? I'm good. <laughs> you can turn I want to see your face through the window. So, okay. Okay. Ooh, the music is fantastic. It's creepy. All right. So, it's made out of rocks. Okay. Um, it's made out of rocks. Okay. I would describe it as a rock man. Okay. Um, and he is holding a violin. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. It's made of rocks. Yes. Is it glued together? How is it together? I think it's, yeah, it's okay. glued. Glued together and he's holding a violin. Yes. Look at me. It's, I'm looking at you. It's holding a violin. Yes. He's playing it even. Okay. I feel like it's a half truth. I think that you're you half true in half me. Truth? Yeah, it's, you're lying. What am I lying about if I'm I don't know, lying? maybe he's playing a trumpet, not a violin. He's is, playing a is trumpet? Is it a lie? Is it a lie? It's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> I, get, I get happy music. It's a lie. Ah. I was, it was close. See, I don't know why. The piggy bank. It felt like a half truth. It's a frog. Yeah. Playing a guitar. That's good. Is it a guitar or cello? I don't know. I would, he's like. It's a cello. Like. All right, we're going to switch places. Okay. I feel like. This is like the only time that we get to lie each other, you yeah, know, in true. our marriage. Uh, I mean, in a healthy way, right? <laughs> so, cool. All right, you look lied away. to me last time. Look so. away. Look oh, away. Looking away. Sorry. No cheating. You can lie, but you can cheat. That's pretty cheat. cool. That is very cool. <laughs> can you see that? I mean, that's awesome. I'm very excited about this one. So. This. Can I look over to at your Yeah, face? you can look at my face. You, this is, uh, it's like an old toy. An old toy? It's an old toy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe the 70s. It feels like a 70s toy. Retro. Uh, it has, it has Mickey and Minnie Mouse on it. I love those. And uh, it's, it. It can play tapes. Can play tapes? Yeah, like audio tapes. Yeah. So it has a it has plug Mickey, in? So it's like, it's like an old kid's boombox that is Mickey and Minnie, and it can play cassette tapes. <laughs> this is really hard. Uh -huh. You're going to smile either way, so I don't know if you're That's true. or not. I'm a smiley liar. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, you never lie to me, so I don't know. You're lying. Except for, uh, I think. First answer. Sorry. Uh, okay. I heard you say you called me a liar. And it's not. <laughs> it's the truth. That's so cool. 
I'm gonna take it home with yeah, me. Yeah, I was gonna say, you just, you bring that home. And uh, thank you everyone. Tell Christiana thank you for playing the game with me. And I'm, I'm sure you're all wondering, what does that have to do at all with why I can't believe in a God who allows only one way to heaven? And there's no, there's no connection. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so th- here's the thing. Uh, in a healthy marriage, right, when your spouse tells you something, typically you can trust the source. And that's, that's my point that I wanted to make with that game, is that we really have to trust our source of where uh, truth is. And so for us at Crossroads, we have a core value, and one of our core values is that we hold Scripture to be truth. That the things that are in it and, and the words that are communicated to us through it uh, is God's truth to us. And therefore, we can trust it. It's a historically accurate book. Um, and, and Jesus, the words that he says in Scripture, we can trust his words to be true. But you have to trust the source, right? If you don't trust the source, then you, you, you're kind of on the fence. And, and my assumption is that there's probably some people in the room, and my guess is that there are some people who are watching online right now that are thinking, I don't know for sure that I buy that the Bible is true or not. And so what I want to ask you guys to do, if you're in the room, uh, please don't get up and leave. That would just make me feel terrible. Uh, but if you are online, I'm going to ask, please don't click away either, because I want you to listen for the next 10 to 15 minutes about what Jesus has to say about why he would make this claim that he is the way to heaven, okay? And so we're going to be in the book of John. And so if you have a Bible and you want to pull it out, if you, you can pull it out on your phone. If you have an app, there's a really, really good version app of the Bible that you can download to your phone. And then you always have the Bible with you. Uh, there's physical books as well. I know for you youth guys, there are these things and they open like this and they have pages and things, right? Chad knows what I'm talking about. Thanks, Chad, for the backup. Uh, So we're going to be in John chapter 14, and I'm just going to give you a little backstory about what's going on here. So Jesus is with his disciples, and they are currently in Jerusalem celebrating Passover together. Now, Passover is uh, a Jewish holiday where they would gather together and remember what God did for them bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. Right, you you might remember that story where uh, all of Israel was held captive in slavery uh, by the Egyptians, and then God brought the ten plagues, right, and then brought them out of Egypt. And so that is what they are celebrating. They're gathering together. They're celebrating Passover together. They're having a meal together. Jesus is telling them all of these very cool, incredible things. And then we we get to John chapter fourteen. In John chapter 14, verses 2 through 3 says this. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go there to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you there myself, that you may be where I am also. Now, there's a lot of uh, interesting things just in this first two verses, right? So uh, Jesus is is talking about... how in my father's house there are many rooms. Once again, Jesus is is saying that I am the son of God, that I have access to my father's house, and that I'm going to go there, and I'm actually going to be preparing a place for you. Not only do I want you to come and and spend time with you there, that I'm actually going to be preparing a place for you to stay at my dad's house. 
And I think that that is just an incredibly beautiful thing that Jesus is doing. But then uh, I also think about how I can actually enter into a person's house legally, right? That's an important word. I can't legally enter into a person's house if they don't invite me in, right? I have to be invited into somebody's house in order to not be breaking and entering. And uh, I want to tell you a story about my friend Nick growing up. So I have a really, really good friend. He's still a good friend today, one of my best friends. His name is Nick, and he grew up catty corner to me. And we still call him Neighbor Nick. That's his nickname. My kids call him Neighbor Nick. Uh, when I went to college, they all called him Neighbor Nick. And so uh, I'm in middle school, and I... I think I'm in middle school. I might have been in high school, but I really hope I was in middle because this is a really stupid thing that I did, okay? This is a moment of vulnerability for, we all did. Can you just raise your hands? If you're in middle school and you did something stupid, come on. Thank you so much. You make me feel better already. Uh, so uh, Nick got a Nintendo 64. You guys remember how cool Nintendo 64s were when they came out? Uh, and so uh, me and, and we had another friend, Mike. We would go over to his house, and we would play Nintendo 64 all the time. It would be one of those things that we would have sleepovers, and Nick would get tired and go to sleep, and me and Mike would be up until the sun was rising, right playing the Nintendo 64 the next morning. Well, there was one day when Mike was at my house, and we decided... Man, and we really want to go, that's rain. Sorry. I'm like, what is going on with the HVAC system in here? It's raining outside. Yay for rain. Okay. So uh, we're getting ready to go uh, to Nick's house. And so I give Nick a call. We, there, there's no cell phones at this point, right? And I call Nick and, and we get the answering machine. Nobody's home. And so I said, well, no one answered, Mike. Let's just walk over there and we'll see. Uh, maybe they just missed the phone call. So we walk over to his house. We knock on the door and nobody's home. So Mike says, well, let's head back home. And I think, well, wait a second, Mike. I actually know the garage code, right? I think you can figure out where this story is going. And so I go and I punch in the garage code and, and Mike and I go in, we go up to Nick's room and we start playing the Nintendo 64. And oh and behold, guess who shows up? Nick comes home. Nick is furious with us, right? And, and he kicks us out of his house and he says, you can't, I don't even know how long he was mad at me. And, and seriously, I've done so many mean things to Nick. I'm just, I want to give a shout out to Nick. Thank you for being my friend and giving me all the grace in the world because by no means should you be my friend. Uh, because this is a, that's a boneheaded move, right? What a jerk thing to do. How do you think he felt when he showed up and, and we're playing his stuff and we weren't invited into his house? Certainly he must have felt like we didn't like him, we just liked his stuff. And so when I think about this reality that Jesus is saying, I am gonna go to my father's house, I am going to my dad's house, and I'm gonna prepare a place, and I want to invite you to come. And what's great about scripture is that these accounts have been written down, not just because uh, Jesus is telling the disciples this, but it's going beyond that, that he is actually extending that invitation to everybody who hears these words. He is saying it to you, and to you, and to you, and he's saying it to whoever's watching this online, that I am inviting you to my Father's house. We're invited to the party, and I think that that is exciting. Let's continue to read in John chapter 14, verse 4. So Jesus just said all of this stuff, I'm going to prepare a room for you, and then I'm going to come back and get you. And then in verse 4, he says, and you know the way where I am going. 
And now Thomas responds to him, and Thomas responds in a way that I think that if any of us were in the room with Jesus at that moment, we would probably be asking the same question. And, and what's kind of sad for Thomas is that Thomas gets a bad rap sometimes. Okay, Thomas is the guy who we call Doubting Thomas. He was the one that didn't believe that Jesus was resurrected until he could actually touch the wounds in his hands, right, and in his side. And as soon as he touched him, then he believed, right? But I think for most of us, we would be probably in the same mindset as Thomas was. And so Thomas responds to Jesus here and he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I'm going to my dad's house. We're going to go. I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going to come back and get you, and I'm going to take you there. And Thomas is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've been following you for a really long time. We've been tracing around all over Israel. If you're going to your dad's house, I want to know how to get there. I want to get to the father's house. Write it down for me. Text it to me. Give me the directions. Drop a pin, something. I want to know the way to get to your father's house. And Jesus responds in something he's very clear in what he says here, and we need to hear this. Jesus responds in verse 6. He says, Jesus said to them, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So remember we're talking about our, our place of truth, right? That Jesus we have to trust what he is saying is true. And he's saying, this is my father's house and I'm inviting you. And what that says to me is that there's no other way to get there. That doesn't mean that other people don't have good things to say. That doesn't mean that other religions are all bad in and of themselves. But what it is saying is that there is only one way into the kingdom of God and that is through Jesus. Mohammed cannot get you there. Buddha, although he has great ideas and great philosophies, it's not his father's house. He can't get you there. Other religions can't get you there. Other ideologies can't get you there. There is only one way to get to the father's house, and that is through Jesus. Shout out to all of my Star Wars, fan, uh, Star Wars fans. You know, the Mandalorian? This is the way, right? This is the way. Jesus is the way. Now, if you don't believe that the Bible is true, and if you don't believe that what Jesus said is true, then that's where you're at. But if you do believe that the Bible is true, then we have to believe everything that Jesus says. And either Jesus is telling us the truth here or else he's just insane. He's crazy. My nine-year-old would call him cray-cray, right? He's cray-cray. But I truly believe that Jesus is, is showing us and inviting us, and not in a, in a demonstrative way, not in a this is what, you know, I can't even think of the right word, being angry or, or forceful, but he does it through that gentle way that Jesus does what he does, through that beautiful invitation into the kingdom. So we do something here at Crossroads called communion. 
And if you haven't, if you know what we're going to do, uh, we have uh, bread, or not bread, we have these little cups with styrofoam in them in the back. You all know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and, and the cups of juice. And the reason what we do is we, ha- we, we celebrate this thing or, or we do this thing together called communion because at that very same night, when Jesus was with his disciples, they shared a meal together. And as they're sharing a meal together, he actually grabs some crackers and he, and he grabs some juice and, and he breaks the bread and he says, this is my body broken for you. And he drinks the, the wine and he says, this is my blood poured out for you. And what he's doing is he's saying, I am sacrificing myself in order to provide a way for you to be invited into my father's house. I love how the whole thing all, all ties together, that a lot of times when we read scripture, we separate these stories out, but really it's just this one night of celebrating together that Jesus provides this for his disciples and for us. And what else, the other thing that I, I just want to make this clear too is that Jesus will never drag anybody into his father's house kicking and screaming. You ever think about that? That God isn't going to drag you into his kingdom kicking and screaming, that it is our choice. We get to respond to the invitation. But the reality is, is that all who put their faith in Jesus, all who respond to that invitation and say, yes, Jesus, you are the way. Yes, Jesus, you are the truth. Yes, Jesus, you are the life. When we make that proclamation, we are invited. And we get to respond to that beautiful invitation into eternal life with Jesus. And a lot of people probably consider this a closed-minded idea, that there's only one way to heaven. This is closed-minded, but it's not closed-minded because I choose it to be closed-minded. It's closed-minded because Jesus himself said it. And so, yeah, I agree. It's a closed-minded statement to say that there's only one way to heaven. But either you believe what Jesus said to be true or we don't. And so I want to invite you this morning. I want to invite you into that invitation. If you are watching online or if you are in the house today, I just want you to know that if you want to know more about who this Jesus is, you can text the word Jesus to our text line. Okay, and there's going to be someone on the other side, an actual human being who wants to walk with you through the other questions that you might have. And so text that word Jesus, 720-513-1933. Ask the questions, ask the hard questions, and know that the Holy Spirit, who Jesus has sent, is going to be working and speaking to you and drawing you to that realization and understanding of who he is. Hopefully you all have your, your drink or your, or your crackers at this point. If you're at home, if, if you haven't grabbed anything, go ahead and grab. You can grab cookies and milk. You can grab anything that you want. As long as it's a solid and a liquid, it'll work. Because it's not about what we're drinking. It's about what they represent. And so if you guys want to go ahead and open up your, your cups. And let's just remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. That he willingly went to the cross so that we could be invited into the kingdom of God. When you're ready, you can go ahead and you can eat. And when you're ready, if you want to go ahead and take 
take your drink and remember the blood that Jesus poured out for you, that he willingly did it because he loves you so much that he wants to invite you into the kingdom and he willingly poured out his blood. And so we reverently remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for us. And all of this means nothing unless Jesus resurrected, right? Jesus rose from the dead, rose from the grave, defeated sin, defeated death. Man, I'm so excited for the day to go to the Father's house and get to be with him in glory forever. Let's sing together. If you guys want to stand with us, we're going to continue to worship the King together. Jesus, who reigns on high, we're going to worship him in song. And uh, Brad, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you.